Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. How are you doing, Dad? Oh, I'm doing well, Steve. How Good. are you doing, your end? Yes, all right, all right. No kittens yet. Um, no. <laughs> bit of a madhouse at the moment. Very, very, very heavily pregnant cat. Uh, and another sort of seven or eight month old kitten that just won't leave her alone. <laughs> No. No, 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 no. So uh, one wants to play, and, and we think we don't really know how old the pregnant cat is, but the vets put them, put her down at about two. So we've got one sort of kitten that just wants to play all the time, um, and a uh, yeah, a heavily pregnant two-year-old cat that uh, doesn't like being kept indoors because she was basically a stray. And mm-hmm. uh, this uh, our, our kitten just wants to play all the time, won't leave her alone. So uh, it's a bit of a bit of a madhouse. All sorts of noises I can hear in the other room. God knows what's going on. <laughs> um, and oh, expecting God. kittens any day now. So <laughs> it's a bit bit mad. Well, next podcast might be a, a revelation. I I hope so. We kind of, uh, yeah. <laughs> we really wanted to have kittens now. It's been uh, nearly three weeks, probably two and just over two and a half weeks since we sort of officially took her to the vets mm-hmm. to get chipped and um, looked at and everything. And I mean, there was no way of telling. They, they didn't have the ultrasound equipment. So um, there was no way of telling how far along, just kind of predicted sort of three weeks that she was, because she was quite big then. We thought she mm. must be close, but um, evidently not that mm. close. So, <laughs> anyway, there you go. We'll let you know. We'll let you know as soon as, as soon as those kittens uh, uh, have appeared. We will do a picture, put a picture out there, a photo. That would be nice. Take a photo. I'm sure people will love that. Yeah, all these newborn kittens running around. I, I don't know if she. We hope that she has just like a few could be four to six and if she has six we'll then have eight cats oh my in, this, goodness me. in this place and uh it's not a huge place so it's gonna be it's gonna be fun <laughs> the next podcast or the podcast after could just be lots and lots of little meows and uh i might not even be able to do it you just might have to talk for half an hour by yourself dad <laughs> oh that's all right i'll just be <laughs> just switch your mic off say over to you dad and then i'll just give them a, um, a rundown on whatever yeah anyway um yeah you doing okay uh yes yes i am we are yeah yeah we've uh, we're still doing our thing nothing much changes um i've got a, a good regime going at the moment i do a little bit of work then a little bit of relaxation a little bit of going out exercising and then back again a bit more work <laughs> Bit of telly here and there. Mm. No. Good. Pretty pretty good life, really. Good. Excellent. Okay, so uh, this week uh, we've got, well, two very different types of pictures to talk about. Um, we've been uploading lots of new classes to the school. I think I mentioned that last week. And this week we've mm-hmm. uploaded a, a new watercolour. Um, but we've also, you've also been working on a couple of more pan pastel pictures and they couldn't be more different talk about no, they impressionism <laughs> versus realism i mean these That's are right. 
these are very different. Um, so it gives us a good opportunity to kind of compare the two styles. Um, very much so. And you wouldn't. What's interesting is you wouldn't think watercolour could be compared in this way because watercolour to the level that you do it is so detailed. It wouldn't normally be such a stark contrast between the two types of mediums. Mm. But there are very, very similar processes involved uh, in both, uh, particularly if you're doing two landscapes. If you're doing landscapes um, in sort of a more impressionistic style and you're doing landscapes in a more realistic style, it, as you said, you wouldn't think that they would uh, cross over, but they do a lot. And uh, I can do both, you know, quite easily and i can transfer both i mean if you think about all the the trees and the bushes and all of the things that i do uh, in the foliage and then you look at the impressionistic type of thing i'm doing it, you can see how it looks virtually the same the only difference is you've got to be a bit more precise with the watercolor in terms of uh, the application because you're you're using water and mixing paint in a palette. Now, what I'm doing with the pan pastel, funny enough, is I'm mixing the pan pastel in the pan pastel. For instance, I, I, if I'm trying to produce a greenish colour, I'll dap into the green and then I'll go into the yellow. If I want it to be um, darkish, I go that way. If I go the other way, I put the yellow into the green. See what I mean? You can you can switch around, but then sometimes you'll see me dip into the yellow, dip into the green, dip into the raw umber, and then a dip into the black, or dip into the burnt sienna, and I, I do that. So I kind of this is where you can look at the similarities between uh, how I operate watercolor in the palette and watercolor in the pan pastel. I don't put it in a palette. You can't do that. That, that would be impossible. So you have to do it in the pan pastel. Now, it, you can say, well, doesn't it mess up the pan pastel? It does. And uh, during this last um, a, a demonstration, when I was doing the uh, tin mine, I think it was, I was making quite a mess. It looked like quite a mess in the yellow, because that was kind of the key one, really. And it had little bits of red, little bits of blue, little bits of green, stotted around of it. But I use those colours. You know, I can dip in. And I mentioned it on the video. I like it like that. You might think, oh, that's a bit mucky, Colin. I, I intentionally do it like that because I can pick up little tints. As, and then when you look at my watercolour work, you can see the same thing happening again. You can see a palette with green and yellow maybe mixed together. And then into that, I can intermix a bit of ochre, a bit of burnt sienna, just a little bit of black if I want to darken it. And, and you see me doing the same thing. Yeah. A different application, but the same idea. So there are crossovers, yes. You must get such a, a varied amount of tones in each picture um, because mm. of that. Like that, I always look at your pan pastel works and I think, how is that with just 10... Um, mm. colours mm. it's it's mad because right. it looks like there's so many more and is that why? 
That's exactly why. Yes, you're, you're, you're putting colours. I mean, I've been doing this for a long time, Steve. I started watercolour oh, 40 years ago. I started doing watercolour properly, I mean. Now, you think of 40 years having doing the same kind of thing almost every day, and certainly in these recent years, it's every day. So you get into the end, you get so used to doing it, it becomes automatically. It's automatic. Yeah. And uh, it's only people looking at it and think, how on earth did you get that? Oh, well, it's straightforward, isn't it? Why are you asking me that question? I just do this, do that, do that, do it, 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 and there it is. But it's not obviously as easy as that. But that's where you get to in the end. And this is how I think I've um, adapted my um, more preci- precise pastel pencil watercolour techniques into pan pastel because I've used those same techniques. So let's talk about the Castle Coombe landscape watercolour first because you've done this in pastel pencil as well, this the same scene, um, mm, mm. but now you've done it in watercolour. What was... Mm. The, did you make any changement, uh, changes, adjustments? Like, did you uh, like what? Did you do anything differently other than the fact that it's in watercolor? Yes, yes, you would do. Um, the first thing you do, of course, is you have to mix your colors up. Where with a pastel pencil, you just pick a pencil up, and then you you use another pencil to go into that pencil, and it's all done on the paper. Everything's done on the paper. Now with watercolor, it's all done in the palette. To a certain extent, you would also use the paper, but very often you're you're applying the watercolour and that starts to dry as you go along, especially with my lights. I've got uh, five lights looking at this. And you imagine the heat that's coming off there. Um, so it dries quicker. Uh, so you're mixing in the palette and all the colours, and I'm dipping into the palette and finding a little bit of blue, a little bit of yellow, and that then goes on to the um, watercolour. But beyond that, no, there's not a great deal of difference. I just pick a pencil up, you know, I pick a blue or a, a yellow or a green, uh, and I and I put that in, and then I mix on the paper. So you mix on the paper with pastel pencil, and you mix in the palette with the watercolour. Out of curiosity, did you use your pastel pencil um, picture as reference or still the photo as reference? Oh, no, photograph. No, I wouldn't do that. No, well, I could do, but I wouldn't do because, for one thing, I wanted it to be different. It was a different, it was a different scene, different uh, time, well, time of the year. Now, that was probably about the same time of year, I imagine. You know, it was full um, leaf so it would have been in the summer months, I imagine. Um, but um, no, no. They're, 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 I, I think that when you're doing a watercolor picture, you've got sort of certain criteria, and one of the one of them is you have to put your sky on first, which we would do with pastel pencil. Difference there is with pastel pencil, you have to be careful. Because if you put too much sky colours in and you're trying to go into those sky colours, you're going to end up having um, a weakened foliage, if you see what I mean. Now, that's obviated a little bit now with the pastel mat that we have, because pastel mat allows you to do a little bit more work like that. But the old ongre, you wouldn't have been able to do it. Now, with watercolour, with watercolour you put your sky on 
and you can go over the sky with the foliage easily. That's a, that's a big, big plus, really. You only, if you think a disadvantage is that you can't do as much uh, work in a sky. I, could, I can spend a lot of time putting a sky in in pastel pencil because I can put greys, pinks, all sorts of colours in. Uh, whereas with the uh, watercolour, I can't. I could, but it wouldn't look that good. So I have to mix my blues. And uh, I use the white paper, of course, uh, in the uh, watercolour. I don't put white on. Uh, that's, again, a big difference. But the skies create probably the most um, difficult for most people to be able to pick up because you're doing it very quickly. I'm using my little um, tissues to dab the clouds out after I wet them. And when you look at it, it looks a complete mess. But when you see it dried out, it looks great. So, and that takes a lot of a lot of experience and a lot of. Um, uh, uh, I think experience and skill level really the two things together you've got to, to get that right. But I I love it, and I hope that we have a certain amount of people, uh, you know, our members also will go into watercolour. The bit at the bottom. Um right-hand side it looks insane because it looks like you've which you must have done put every like individual brick in the wall <laughs> by the water <laughs> and you've also got the perspective of it coming round. <laughs> that just looks mad that is once again it, it it's a technique that i um developed years and years ago and uh, i've perfected that because it i don't put every brick in no it looks like it but i don't do it i put a general color in i start off with uh, a base color it could be um bear in mind we're also looking very important is you're looking at white paper right that's the first thing so so you don't have to do any um uh, you know preamble really where you just can just put a wash in and that wash could be if you've got a light wall say you could use a bit of um ivory say and you could use some a little bit a little bit of black you wouldn't use very much of it because you've got i like gray i like gray a lot i use it a lot in my uh, pastel work as you know I always use greys. You haven't got that in watercolour. You don't have a grey. There's no such thing as a grey. So what you have to do is use a little bit of um, black. Maybe you could use a bit of white as well. If you, if you, uh, if you, and you very often see me do that. I, I dip into my white uh, pan and a little bit of black and maybe a little bit of uh, brown or ochre or whatever and you dip that so you make a, a wash up and that wash can go on first that dries that has to dry out before you carry on and then you can put the next wash and sometimes there's about three or four washes on there and you would eventually you would put put uh, dab on different colors different tones and then 
once you've done that, you can then start separating them by putting in um, two ways you could do it. You can either put a darker color to represent the separations between the bricks or the other way, which is a little harder, is you can just put the, dab, dab the bricks in and leave the, um, the lighter area as the uh, areas that separate it. Mm. So there's lots of different ways, and, but the one the good thing about this particular picture, it's a long, long picture. I don't think anybody uh, would be, be would present a picture as the length that we have on this one, because I've shown a tremendous amount. I mean, it took a long it took me a long time to do. It wasn't a quick one. Mm. But we show as much as we can. So people have got the benefit, really, of really studying how this is put together. You must have a very steady hand to be able to do those individual bricks, not individual, but, but do that technique as well, right? Because it's so mm. small as well. It's so small. Mm. You've got to have a really good steady yes. hand. Mm. Well, there's two aspects to this one is yes i have i have got a steady hand um i've got no shakes at all which i'm very lucky especially my age i haven't got any shakes but the other way is is a passion and an interest in what i'm doing i love it so i'm absorbed in the process see what i mean i'm not there's no and of course i've had a lot of experience so i, I i'm relax when i'm doing it as people know because i'm yeah 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 and and how can you talk like that and then concentrate on what you're doing it's all part of it you know because i'm so relaxed and and chatting away and enjoying myself immensely as you could imagine uh and then i've got the skill level and i've got the experience so all of those things go together and this is what people i hope will start to pick up from the uh the video is videos that we supply hmm. well going from from that very detailed picture to your two pan pastels that you've finished off you know it, there's such a different style and i really love this style i know i've said it a lot as you've been doing these pictures but especially the uh the sea the landscape by the sea um mm. the all those colors and impressionism that you get it's it's truly like a painting um mm. oh very much so that 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 is uh, is quite amazing and i love doing it it's it's like a freedom but with the, um, are you showing the tin mine, or are you not on this one? Both, both. I'm going to put both. Oh, the, the tin mine. Well, well, the tin mine. If we talk about that, that was kind of coming into watercolour area. If you look at that, although I was using pan pastel, and what amazed me is I could actually use the the little tool to actually put that in. I did use the pastel pencil as well. I had to to get the Building final detail. It. Did you get the building in with pastel pencil? No, I put I, I used the, the pan pastel for that. Put the building in with that because I've got a little, very um, interesting little tool. It's the little People red blender it. from last week, is it? No, no, it's not. That wouldn't work. It's got to be. It's got to have sharp edges to be able to get that edge. Uh, it's quite. People are going to be quite amazed when they see it. 
it's like it's like a wedge, Steve. That's what it looks like—a wedge with a with a kind of a, a point on it, and it's quite big. And you, you, when you, people see, and unfortunately, because of the I'm looking down, the, the camera is looking straight down. I'm obscuring what I'm doing with my fingers. I can't do anything about that unless I put the camera on the side, and then you wouldn't be able to see it. So, uh, but but you can see the result of what I'm doing. And and no, I put it in. And I, I was surprised as well, and I show that on the video. I say. God, I'm, I'm really surprised that I can actually do this, and then I do it. But then um, that's fine, but you need to have the pastel pencil just to smooth and keep the edges, come, you know, get a little bit more detail. That would have looked awful if I'd have um, just used a pastel. It, it, it wouldn't have been able to represent it as I would like. That's amazing. So what, in in both of those pictures, what was pastel pencil and what what was pan pastel? It doesn't look like in the other landscape. There's much pastel pencil at all. Um, the only pastel pencil I used in that Steve was the uh, tree trunks. Yes, I put some I put some tree trunks in, and I used one eight one for that. But the forward trees, there's three forward trees on the right hand side, right in the middle there, and I used I used the the edge of a pan pastel on that to finish it so you actually don't see much of the pastel pencil at all because i've covered it up mm. quite amazing but you see the, the great thing about impressionism you don't have to be as precise mm. uh, you can be um, looser would be the word i suppose yeah looser there is an air of those sort of artists that you've been replicating through your demonstrations in especially the one that's no, the no see one, the one with the, the trees. You've got mm. that air of those artists, those great artists in there, that kind of style, especially the sky. You know, you've got a bit, you just got a, it's just a bit more free flowing. <laughs> Very much so. And, I, and it's good. It, really it's good to that. watch. Yeah, it's good to watch as well. You'll find that um, when, when we come to all these to be edited and shown, people will enjoy um, the fact that I'm not being precise I'm, and I'm just working my way through. Uh, and one of the things I did find about halfway through this series of 10, I found that I was it was better to put the white on because sometimes I used uh, the grey, light grey. Sometimes I used the sand-coloured paper. All, all pastel map and sometimes I used the very light sand you are I think a couple of them were you are paper I wanted to try different papers as well but they all turned out the same you know they turned out really well but I what I found I put I, it, it's sometimes a good idea to put a base color on and then work into that base color I didn't do that for the first few uh, pictures I did you probably wouldn't tell the difference, but there is a difference. It's just the, um, I had to find – I went back to my old uh, pastel pencil days when I was – I would put a sky, if I was doing a sky, and I'd use white over the sky. Um, <clears throat> if it wasn't a, 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 a sunset. And then I worked into that uh, – the pan pastel into that uh, sky – Right, so there's more base, the more mm. base colours in these ones. 
on the on the on the last few yes and certainly the, the two that you're showing are the last two i did so yes they would they would have had that uh, that that procedure yes interesting uh, but it's but all of these i hope people will realize that the whole 10 of these were were experiments uh, i mean we're, we're we're putting them out as pictures and as members pictures but they're all it was all uh, an exercise to see how I could work on him. And from now onwards, uh, I shall probably, when I go back, to, I'm going to give him a rest for a little while and then I'm going to go back to them. When I go back, I'll have had that um, training, if you like, and uh, I would be, be doing some bigger bigger and uh, more ambitious uh, pictures. But I want to do them like that. I don't want to go into all the other things that you can see. Wonderful work on the internet with pan pastels. I don't want to go into any of that at all mm. because I want to stay where I am. I think I was enjoying what I did and I don't want to be precise. Uh, so I, what, I, sorry, go on, go, go on. I was just going to say, I was just going to say what's next then. What is your, uh, what's your next well, pictures? Well, the one I'm working on at the moment, which you will probably see next week if it comes off, if it doesn't come off, you won't see it at all. It will just disappear. Uh, is the the picture? Did I tell you? I think I mentioned it last week. It's a, a shadow picture with virtually no lines at all. I, you can just see just very vague outlines of light showing this uh, young lady on a. The only the only features on the face to give you an idea is a tiny little bit of light on the forehead tiny bit and just this whisper of light on where the eye is just a and that's it no other features at all and then we've got same thing happens with the hair uh, and i'm just i'm just curious to know whether i can pull something like this off it's not a million miles away from the first one i ever did mm. you remember, do you remember when we did the uh, it was very successful and uh, but and then I've got another one to do, which is much, much more, um, much easier, in my opinion, because we are seeing the, um, a cat and a young lady as well together in in the picture. I think I mentioned that last week. So that's a good, that's a good one. But I'm doing this one first. So this one, uh, and I've just started it. Literally, uh, I, I've only done I've, I've done the outline. I've um, just started videoing the first little bit Fantastic. so we'll see Fantastic. but see once once again Steve, it's it's experiments isn't it? It, it i want to challenge myself on these things and i want other people to feel that way they're going to find a problem one of the things i've realized when i was um talking about it because i explained what i was going to be doing before i actually put uh, pencil to paper uh, i was explaining that You've got to be absolutely spot on here. If you if you have a kink where you shouldn't be a kink, it's all going to throw it out because there's so little light there that that light has got to be represented exactly. Or you've got to know what you're doing when you do change it. Mm. A couple of little things I've changed slightly or will, but you've got to be careful on something like this. And the shadows are obviously light and dark, and then we've got a few that are neither or, or either or. Uh, 
Mm. So it's going to be it's going to be a suggestion. You're going to be looking at that. And you can see what this young lady's up to. You could see that, but you can't see the detail. So it's imagination. It's got to take a lot of uh, imagination. That is a challenge. I think it's. I think it's good. I think it's great. And as I say, all this chat that I've got, um, if it doesn't come off, you won't see it. I think you should still. If it doesn't come off, we should still keep the video, and we'll do a talk about it. We won't show okay. any. We won't show any uh, of the of your, the audio in the video, but we will. We could. We could perhaps keep it for an archive, and then do a podcast where we talk about it or something okay we can watch it, watch it watch it back and and talk about it maybe at a time when we can meet up um in the future yes well i think what's interesting here is you, you know that we're chatting away from here it hasn't been done tiny tiny bit of it i haven't even put any dark on it. it's only just put a few little light streaks on so we don't know i don't know what it's going to turn out you don't know what it's going to turn out and neither do any of our listeners now they don't know what it's going to turn out so it's a wonderful position to be in that to, to say i'm going to have a go at it if it works great and it might work really well so this is why it's so exciting isn't it mm. Fantastic. All right, then. Cool. Well, thanks, Dad. Uh, we'll leave it there for this week. Um, this gives, uh, whets a lot of people's appetites. Um, but at least one of the pictures we spoke about, people can learn to do today. That Castle Coombe watercolour is on the website, so people can get stuck into the seven over seven hours worth of footage uh, by going to colinbradleyart.com. Thank you so much, Dad. Look forward to hearing how the picture goes. And we'll check in with everyone next week and let you all know how it went. And we could be a very, very good program next week with all the kittens. And uh, hopefully they've all arrived. And I I hope so. My my picture turns out okay. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. All right. That's it for this week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy Enjoy your week. week.